This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I'll try to lighten the moment by reading just a headline. I don't know what the hell this even means. Maybe you guys can figure it out for me. The headline in the news this morning, Swedish economist blames inflation on Beyonce. Mm. <laughs> what? Judd, oh. Judd, fill us in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Judd, what, what are you talking about? So for, uh, first of all, I'm going to take a guess and say that that headline came from the, let's see, New York Post. Oh, that's a good guess yeah. from Newser. That, that would be a great post type of, of reel you in and have nothing to do with the reality of the situation. That's my guess. It's He's, like the post. He the said tabloid. he has proof that, st- that Stockholm concerts created a small but noticeable uptick in inflation. He can prove that hmm. she raised <laughs> inflation. I guess if you can't raise inflation, it's already inflated. Never mind. But yeah, I, I, he does not like the fact that she's raising the price of everything. How many tinfoil dresses does this woman have? Every time I see her, a picture of her, she's wrapped up in tinfoil. What's that all I got about? a question, though. If Wait, wait, wait. If they're saying Beyonce, it seems to me that the person who would be fun to blame for this right now mm-hmm. is Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh, no doubt about it. That was my it. first her concert, too, yeah. I got a buddy who got his daughter a ticket who's going with friends, I think he said it was, and I think they got the ticket. So, uh, you know, through a a miracle through the Ticketmaster process, it's like three twenty five. Oh, I, I, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh oh! Well, if, somebody's in trouble. Here's the thing: if you know, if you bought it secondhand or you bought it, you know, whatever, then that has nothing to do with the artist. Um, and then Taylor Swift, I can't remember if they've won the lawsuit, but they are currently in a lawsuit with Ticketmaster because of the upcharges and the process that went down during yeah. the, uh, trying to buy those tickets. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, the, the entire system is corrupt. Yeah, it's awful. Yes. You know, there are bands like the Foo Fighters and Pearl Jam that are out there trying to make it so that whatever t- tickets you buy, you have to be present, you have to be there, yeah. so you can't do secondhand. Because, no like, transferring. Yeah, like I, just, I mean, we just bought Pearl Jam tickets. It was $161 a ticket, and I was like, sadly... That's not that no, bad. No, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. and Metallica did it this crazy way. They are doing two nights here yeah. in, in uh, Minneapolis, and they're doing it where if you want to go, you have to buy both tickets. They're not going to play any repeat songs, but you can't transfer at all. So I, in well, what world can an adult be like, oh, yeah, two nights in a row, I'm going to go really hard at a concert with parking and all that stuff. And it's like... They, sometimes you go, this, this is, you're not helping out your fans here. No, they're asking an awful lot. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if you guys know Metallica fans. There ain't a lot of thing going on in life except for Metallica. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's true. They're going to yeah. be there both nights, you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No canceled plans. But that's a lot. You're asking to pay for the whole experience twice parking, mm-hmm. food, anything like that. Like driving out there two nights in a row. I think it cost me something like $12.50 to see who. The who? Who. Yeah. And, and that was a lot at the time, I bet. It's like, ooh, twelve fifty. Yeah, I know. I, was, I wasn't sure I was willing to pay it. But it was all worth it because then I didn't have to listen to anything for three days. Yeah, yeah right? Because yeah, I couldn't hear for yeah. three days. That's, I'm sure that's true, exactly. By the way, I just thought I'd check in for you just to see how, you know, the, get the temperature, get the climate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Taylor Swift. Is worth four hundred and fifty million dollars. Sure. Jesus. That why feels is light. She, why is she yep. charging so much for her tickets if she's already worth almost a half a billion dollars? Well, because it would be humiliating to ask for anything less. Well, maybe that's yeah. what it is. I, I will say this: I would like to go see her. Yeah, that's what everybody it's, says. She's and I'm really not good. in the demo, but I right. still would like to right. go see her. Yeah. I'm so excited! I've got one week left. One week left mm-hmm. until I go, and I'm so excited. Where is it? Uh, U.S. Bank. Bank. Well, U.S. Bank. Yeah. Okay. I took my daughter when she was at XL probably, I don't know, five, four mm-hmm. years ago, five that was years ago. U.S. Bank as well, and she was at Reputation. No, this was at XL. For sure it was at XL. Oh, XL. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what tour that was. Then. Yeah, because uh, I remember because uh, the band Heim had opened up, I believe. Oh, that's that? such a good concert. Yeah, and uh, Heim. Heim. Yeah, there's a band called Heim. Yeah, there's it's uh, three women from Los Angeles. They are great. They are such a good band. Are they Jews? And they are. Yes. Yeah, Elvis and I are looking at Heim. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, they came to uh, they came to one of my uh, shows. I was with John Kite, and John Kite knows them very well. And they came to one of our shows one night, and I called my daughter. I'm like, you're never going to believe who's in the crowd. The band Heim. She's like, yeah, and? I was like, are you not impressed? She's like, I don't know. Are they coming to my birthday party? Because if not, who cares? Right? I was like, just forget it. Yeah. And like, keep in mind. I'm sorry. That's really a letdown. You would think your kid would be so hyped. I never saw saw Chaim, but I did see Mashbuka. Mashbuka. I was waiting for that joke. By the way, the whole Mashbuka. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Kinley's the only thing that keeps you humble, keep in mind. And that's why we love her for it. But... You know, the Taylor Swift concert is one of those things that everybody focuses on how much it costs now to buy the tickets, like to get them secondhand. Their original prices of most of the seats were like 40 bucks, 49 yeah. bucks. They weren't that expensive. It was just then doubled at Ticketmaster, the, you know, so sure. things ended up being about 100 for a lot of those. So it wasn't crazy. It's not like she was like, I want this much. And that's why she had all these lawsuits with Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. And then the process of avoiding the secondhand sales, that's where things went haywire. Mm-hmm. Is that all these people, you know, they have these bots on there to try to buy a bunch and then sell them later, and she it just crashed the system. I guess the problem, though, for parents is, is this. As soon as you uh, go into the stadium, the next thing is to go to the merch tent at which you can buy your Taylor merch. Oh, and I sure. guess. I guess God. there's huge lines there, and guess what? That's not cheap. So well, you're Judd, just basically you can, a second mortgage here. You can go ahead and beat the system because she has all that stuff online. Yeah. So if you don't want to go an hour Ooh. early and you're 37 years old, you can go ahead, buy your sweatshirt there, and then add, just wear it the day after and act like you got it there. Yeah. You know, uh, I took my daughter. We had to do, like, a, an appearance at, uh, like, the Disney on Ice and she was young. Dis- Kinley was like five. Oh, I can't even imagine how much money you dropped there. And, well, it was because I had to do the appearance yeah. for the, the radio but I mean, stations. Yeah. It was free. But the women in front of us, the, their kids got up and went to the concession stand. And the one woman looked at her friend and said, if Greg knew that I spent $400 on tonight, I was like, $400 for ice capades? <laughs> My parents never spent $400 on us, Period. Ever. From no, the, that would, that would have been my whole life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 400 bucks, yeah. You just you can't leave the house with kids without being like, all right, what, which organ am I selling? Because yeah, that right. I mean, it, I, I took my nephews to this dinosaur experience over at the convention center. It was just these, you know, big fake dinosaurs. And the upcharge on everything was like, oh, you want to go in the bounce house? Oh, it's an extra 20 bucks. I'm like, and of course yeah. he sees it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be like, Finn, no. All these other kids are enjoying it. Have, taking a kid out of the house, just don't do it. Just yeah. so tell, was, yeah. did they have a Sid Hartman booth there? Oh, oh Sydney. look at you, Sydney. Shots fired. Let me tell you something. The thing uh, is, though, look at Gal fan. Son of a bitch. It went too far this time. Like always, you go too far. It's unbelievable. I was talking to Chad. You know, the thing is, like, let's. No matter how much money you spend to to you know take your kid to Taylor Swift, let's say. It's well worth it because it's a memory they'll have forever, and you'll especially cherish it like five years later when the kid's asking to go see Little Pimp. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Little Pimp, but that's even more expensive. <laughs> well, well you know. in more ways than one. We have to go to break here, but I will tell you this, and I can promise you this. If I ever look in my wallet and I have $450 million, you guys ain't ever going to see me again. I can promise you that. What happened you to Tom? You are such a liar. Oh, I would disappear. You are such a yeah, liar. You, know, you crave this thing. You, yes. You can't quit. Being with you two? Well, you must. What the hell? I don't think you'd retire, though, Tom. So I think they're right. Like, you might go elsewhere, but I think you'd still be a presence. Chad, do you think for two seconds this man couldn't technically retire 10 years ago? There's no. You know what, though? I'll defend him on this. I am with him. Yeah. I'm yeah. with him completely. See? Why why retire especially from jobs like this that we enjoy doing? It's not like we're doing construction here. No, no exactly. I, no, I'm, I'm with Tom lifting. completely. I'm with you. I agree, but yeah, you pretending like that's the thing that's keeping you from retiring. Oh, the big dough, like four hundred and fifty million. <laughs> that's I always, exactly I always right. say, you know, it's my, my job is great because there's no heavy lifting. I leave that to Tom. So there you go. Hey-oh. <laughs> that's just when I pee. 
<laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that in. That was actually really funny. I had to throw that in. There. You know, I've been, I've been using that joke for like I know years. you have. That's why I looked at you when I said it. So there you have That's it, Pally. That's funny. All right, we do have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. More with Judd and Mike Gelfand and the three hunyucks that are always here. We'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard for the Power Lodge and the world's largest Bennington pontoon dealer, Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Temps are up, prices are down. We just hit 88 degrees, so Miller Marine and Power Lodge are offering hot 88 summer deals for the next two weeks only. Get a Bennington pontoon for $28,888. And as a bonus, the first eight pontoons come with a trailer for $1,888. Finance it all for just $288 a month. Want something larger? Get a tri-tune starting at $43,888 or just $488 a month with over 300 pontoons in stock. They've got what you need at the world's largest Bennington dealer, Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Payment terms and credit limits are subject to credit approval, so come on. It's time to get serious about your throttle therapy with this two-week deal until June 17th. Check selection at PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. Hot 88 summer deals with Bennington pontoons are now at the Lodge and Miller Marine. And please tell them Tommy sent you. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner all right i know it's smoky outside but you know who else is hot 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 judd in that fine body tell me more well Brittany, thank you so much i'm flattered but it's not me it's my friends at livia weight control centers who have created this well can i say pretty good looking guy through the loss of 40 pounds a couple of years ago actually most important thing is they're going to help you sustain, maintain the weight loss. Their dietitians and nutritionists absolutely there for you every step of the way. And that's the most important thing. And right now, eight weeks for free. So we're talking eight weeks. We're talking 15 to 20 pounds off before you ever make a payment. And you're going to see the magic here of the Livia program. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Give them a try and lose that weight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Tube it up, baby. Tube it, baby. The tube scootin' boogie. That was behind the scenes of our conversation. Did you do everything there you were supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Judd delivered a fantastic commercial. My intro was yeah. sexy. Also, oh, the intro yeah. is even better. These yeah. two have chemistry. It's hot yeah. to yeah. the touch. Yeah. Have you seen when Harry <laughs> met Sally? What? <laughs> me hot. It was very, very exciting. There is. It's a been a long energy time in the air. since I've heard the words hot associated with Judd. And you, Why well, me? And you know what else is exciting, Judd? Our Minnesota twins. Oh, we got to talk about twins. He's right. 
just when you think just when you think they're done, right? Just yep. when you think yeah. the offense is gone. I, and I guess now we we uh, come to find out via Rocco post game yesterday after they beat the Brewers that there was a come to Jesus meeting in Tampa with Whoa. the hitters oh, well, and the coaching staff. Yeah. And they all talked about approach. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Saturday was impressive because I thought that they were dead at three to one in Toronto. They came back and right. scored a bunch of runs. Right. Sunday is a terrible loss. I mean, you're up six to one. Yes. But the last two games, I'm not saying that they are the um, that they are the uh, 1972 Oakland A's, but at least they're scoring some runs now. And, you know, Mike, this goes back to what we've talked about a lot, which is the starting pitching, especially they are they're good enough where they deserve at least some support and you can yeah. win games now and so like this is at least i think acceptable compared to what we were watching a, a week and a half ago and then i'll tell you this uh, i've been in tampa a few times and even i would come to jesus there <laughs> god what a horrible place yeah, there are parts of Tampa not that great. You're yeah. absolutely right yeah, about that. Yeah, it's just... Uh, Why don't you go to Tarpon Springs and go sponge diving with the Greeks? Well, I've been there, sure. You've been there? Of course. Tampa? Really? Yeah. You, you don't like Tampa? Now, Now, my my uh, my big town that I can't stand is Houston. Houston, Texas. I agree. I don't Unzoned, like Texas. Unzoned, complete like, yep. mess. Yeah, that's yep. a sprawl nope. for you. Like, like you, you have... It's the only city I've ever been to where it feels like there's a church... A, a liquor store, another church, and a whorehouse all right <laughs> next to each other because there's absolutely zero zoning. Yeah, no, that's the, they just the, it just Houston just happened. Kind of did, didn't it? Yeah, it's, it's totally out of control. And their freeway system is the worst I've ever driven on. Yeah, it's and it's terrible. like what is it like the the fifth biggest city in the country or so? That's about right. Yeah, and that was just was never <clears throat> anticipated. I got to believe you're probably right. No, San Antonio, I love. That's a great town. Now, that's, now there's, there's, been. there's diversity there. Really nice yeah, town. That's the thing about Houston, you know. It's, it's just, and also Houston, I think for as long as I can remember, even before the Internet, had probably the worst, biggest newspaper in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Don't you think so, Judd? Is that a Chronicle? The Chronicle. The Chronicle. I haven't, yeah. You know what? I never actually saw it that much, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, it's... I'm it's not just, surprised. It's it probably just not valued, um, which are, is a big problem. What are all those people now that, let's say these people were newspaper reporters, radio reporters, TV reporters, what are they going to do? Because that's just about over. Pretty much selling plasma. <laughs> that's what it is. It's no, it's, a little it's bit terrible. <laughs> it is not good, man. No, you go back 20 years, 20 years uh, ago... Since then, about 70% of all newspaper employees uh, have lost their that's jobs. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. 70%. Exactly right. yep. So you got, uh, I don't know. Um, well, Chad, you go from city to city occasionally, right? Occasionally now. Uh, not yeah, very not, often. Not, with not your, like with I your used your to. Not like I used to. But you used to. And, you know, it used to be you'd, you'd go to every city, and the first thing you'd want to do, because if you were a journalist, you know, and you were didn't really have much of a life, you know, you'd like buy four different newspapers. Yeah. And, and that would pretty Amen. much take you across the whole country now. Well, we still have the Star and the Tribune, man. It was a whole different deal back then. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, then, then came the Internet, then came the merger. Yep. Of course, the Star was never any good anyway. Especially when you were there. Well, I worked at the Tribune. I know so, you did. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't stand the Star. No, I the, hate it. The, the catch here is that, that actually, as bad as the Wolves have been in an embarrassment, Glenn Taylor had saved the Star Tribune. Because, I mean, if you look at a comparative mm -hmm. to, to papers that we used to think is far superior, right? Like right. the Chicago Tribune, Los Angeles Times. The Star Tribune's in good shape. But, I mean, I think the Pioneer Press now, I don't even know what their staff is. But it's bare bones. I The last I heard... That paper was actually being designed by a satellite bureau in Denver. No, everything's in Denver because the you know the really? owners the owners who the 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 people who own the the, the St. Paul paper own like I don't know thirty different newspapers. Oh, really? Yeah, that's about right, isn't it, Judd? I think it is, and and it's a hedge fund, right? It's a hedge fund, of course. Well, no wonder it's doing so well. And and in Denver, like like people say, well, you know, they they don't have editors anymore. These newspapers, no, they they have editors. All thirty newspapers have editors. It's just that there's like six people in Denver. 
Yeah, who, right, who are right. the editors of all 30 papers. I cannot tell you the last time I read a newspaper. Well, I can't. I, can't. I, I used to read I, this every morning day. for me, but you know. Really, Tom? I, I literally used to read the paper every day, and I have not picked up a newspaper other than to throw it away in years. Well, you mean like wow. a real newspaper? A real newspaper, Oh, well, yes. yeah. Well, no, I read it on the Internet. Not, I mean, yeah. I hold a newspaper in my hand. Right, yeah. It's been years. Oh, yeah. Like you don't go buy the, the physical copy of the Star Tribune. Right. And See, I, I still love, love that. I loved it back when I was a kid. I'll never get past that, though. Good. Like, I still Good. go buy the paper and page through it just because... Mm-hmm. It's part of my life. How can you page through something that's only two pages long? Well, the, the Star Tribune is a, it is, look, I don't think it's very good anymore uh, no. compared to what it used to be, but it is a real newspaper, and you'd be thrilled to have it in almost any other city. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. So, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like I always told my kids, you know, I expect you to get A's because everybody's graded on a curve. See? What do you think of that? That's action? true of newspapers, you, too. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's a whole different world, man, back in the day when you had the Munts TV with the television, radio, and the phonograph, and then you got the newspaper sitting there reading her by the fire. Boy, that's going back a long yeah. way, like and, 25 years. And now, I like every every couple weeks, I, I do buy the actual newspaper, the Star Tribune. Oh, do you? Okay. Mostly because I need it to line my litter box. Sure, yeah. sure. You never, you never pick up the sports page and look at box nope, scores for never. old times' sake? You know, See, it's, it's. I still do that occasionally just because I like that. Such a thrill to look at box scores. I mean, I was looking at box scores when I was five years old, and and you're right. There's nothing like looking at a box score in a newspaper. Online, it's just not the same thing. No, no. The the no. thing too that so where it's unfortunate that media didn't learn because n- newspapers were the first cautionary tale and they taught it and it was ignored which was this because i remember <clears throat> when i was at the star tribune and before the web hit that hit that uh, a big blip where people thought that it, it was done and then of course it came back incredibly strong mm-hmm. the newspaper philosophy and i'm not joking here you guys was to literally hope that the that the internet wouldn't succeed. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. They're all like, ah, oh, this is going to be a... Pa- oh, no, no, no. The physical paper won't be... And, it's, and, and they didn't hire enough young people to say, hold on, no, no, this is coming. So that's why they have literally been scurrying to try to, to catch up as far as, like, subscriptions yeah. since then because there was never a strategy from newspapers, no. which is why a lot of them just died. Well, yeah, and, and one of the things that newspapers didn't do was they they didn't figure out that they needed to 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 do something about the car ads. Yeah. They yep. needed to have a, a another medium for that. Yep. And and you know, they could have put out a free a free Star Tribune auto ad thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. But they didn't and they lost just, you know, millions and millions of dollars in advertising there. And they'll it's too late though. I don't think they'll, they'll well they'll never get that back. Now they're I think their biggest profit center is the obituaries. And that's what I was gonna say. When's that going to end? Well, eventually probably, but I don't know. I mean it's it's the good thing the good thing about the, the obituaries for newspapers, the reason they're making a lot of money is that obituaries are mostly read by elderly people. Yeah. And it's exactly. elderly people who read the newspaper. That's exactly right. I remember being a little boy, maybe 10, something like that, Star Tribune building, downtown the old one, mm-hmm. had a sign on top of it. You're talking that's, about 425 Portland. That's exactly right. That's what that I'm talking place, about. Yeah. Top of the building when I was a little boy was a sign, yep. a standing sign that said over 650,000 subscribers. And I was thinking, well, wait a minute, there's only about a million people in the entire state. <laughs> Back then, that not yeah. I mean, six hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that that's a huge number for back then. I mean, outside of New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Well, but a lot of them were elderly people who forgot they subscribed, so they subscribed twice. <laughs> so they did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> two Sunday papers. Yeah, I mean, what's hey Matilda? Why do we have two Sunday papers? <laughs> well, but, that but you know that was like. Uh, that was like a whole day, the Sunday newspaper. It was, you yes. Know? It was about that thick, too. That oh, yeah. No, really it's, thick. it's you, you got up and you, you went out and got that thing from your front steps. And you spent the day you know, leisurely. You know, you were in bed. You were having coffee. You read the whole, whole newspaper throughout the day. Uh, I don't think anyone does that anymore. No, they don't. And another thing, I, I got to tip my cap to 
Uh, it was the Morning Star and the Afternoon Tribune, correct? Yeah. So I have to thank you. Well, the Morning Tribune, Afternoon Star. Afternoon, it was yeah. the other way around. Yeah. I, I couldn't. It was so long ago. I, I yeah. knew it was one or the other. I only know because, you know, I, I worked for both newspapers. Well, I didn't know that. I yeah, I worked, I, didn't know I, that. I worked uh, right out of college. Um, I got a job uh, on the uh, Minneapolis Star copy desk. And uh, I, waited, I, I, I waited for three weeks to put in my notice. I worked there three weeks before I put in my notice. That was it? That was well, enough? Well, I'm working there one day, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, I, I come in at, at 6 a.m., so you know that's not going to work. Right. And I'm always the last. There's like eight people on, on, the, uh, on the copy desk, and I never once beat one of them to work. Yeah, there you go. I was always the last one. And then after three weeks, I'm sitting there in the copy desk, and I'm writing a headline, it's, uh, and, uh, and I'm trying not to fall asleep. And then I get a phone call. Hey, there's a call for you. It's the Wall Street Journal. So uh, you're good. So I said, that's it, baby. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm good. You're good to go. No but, question. But uh, so I so I I worked for both. But the the biggest thrill for me working on the on the Star Copy Desk, I got to do, I got to do the People in the News Roundup. Oh sure. Only on Saturdays yeah, I got to do yeah. it. And uh, so what I did was, you know, in those days you had the the the. And you, I don't, you, I don't, Jed, you probably don't remember this from your tenure, but we had all these, these like half column pictures that they, oh, yeah, right. You remember the right. half columns? Yep. I remember in Sid's column those yes. years and years ago. So the, the half columns really drew people in. So every Saturday, I would, I would uh, have a half column of, uh, like, it, it, the, my two favorites were Jane Mansfield. And Rin Tin Tin. Oh, there you go. That people loved the, both of them. But I made sure there was never anything in there about either. Good man. So people would just go crazy. They'd see that and they'd be looking. <laughs> well, I can't find the Rin Tin Tin That's story. Old man. Yeah, well, I had to get my kicks somehow. You know, they I have catch to, on? Uh, no, nobody. Uh, Your well, bosses? Well, That's luckily, fantastic. you know, after five weeks I was gone. So, uh, yeah. no, nobody. I, if they did, they just went along with it. But... Um, I suppose I could have gotten fired for that. No, not you. No, no way. I bounced back. You know, I actually owe it to the, the Morning Tribune then, the Sunday Tribune, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. I did not know this, but I discovered my sexual identity because of that newspaper. Really? Uh, I did not have any idea that's what it was at the time, mm-hmm. but I will never forget it. Five years old, I picked up the Sunday Star Tribune, which was delivered to our house every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I looked in the comic section and saw Blondie from Blondie oh. and Dagwood, and I knew right away where Tommy wanted to end up, baby. Game what? over. Wasn't that great? The days when you had uh, when you had uh, <laughs> it was phenomenal. Comics and comic books. Yes. You know, and comic books with comic uh, books, uh, yeah. and all the all the women in there were were blonde and busty. Yes, they were. Yeah. That's no doubt. About it. I'm like five years old and going, God damn. Yeah, I, I mean, I still I still have dreams about Veronica. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't remember which what that was. That was Archie. Dad, Ar- Archie. Yeah, it was Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Archie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Archie and Veronica. Do you have to go, Judd? I do have to run, but I thought I'll see you guys again next week. <laughs> We're not even see y'all. See you, Mike. Damn it. Twins are playing well. They're winning some games. Finally, Tom is not upset. That's the most important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tom's not pissed off at the world because Tom's of wins. not pissed off. See you guys. Bye. Thanks a lot, Judd. Hey, Judd's all good, ladies and gentlemen. Score North, of course. Um, so in any case, yeah, we just, uh, we're slogging through life and to, now, now I'm going to have Blondie in my head all day, you know, it's because of you guys. But yeah. I remember she always wore a blue dress and she was very yes. shapely. Let me put it that way. She, they were all shapely. Though. They were all shapely. Yeah. Yes, it, they were. Because it was a comic book and they were caricatures. But the guys were dopes. Every one of the guys was a dope. Well, yeah, because they wanted, because they just assumed that people who read comic books were either horny or stupid. <laughs> well, so that worked out perfectly. <laughs> and it worked that, out and great. Like six in all of us. It's like every sitcom in the early 2000s where it was like, like the King of Queens is like, no, I don't know if that would. Yeah. That dopey big old guy and yeah. then Leah Le- Le- yeah. Remini. Are she like, was terrific. She's gorgeous, too. She just, really is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Great sister. Her sister used to come and sit on the show once in a while. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. great. Remember we that? had we have them a lot on my talk because she'll talk Scientology. See, yeah, I was always skeptical, uh, I have to say, you know, of Leah because of her connections to Scientology. 
But she got yeah, out she of there. Have, she did oh, get did out she now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she'll, that. That's what she'll talk about. She's now on this whole um, anti Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Take them down. What is Scientology anyway? What is it? What's the basis of the Ron Hubbard? Is it a, is it a religion? Yes. Oh, well, it is. Okay. well, they claim it is. They claim it's a religion. So that okay. they can be tax-free. Yeah. Of course. What a shock. In the meantime, they're, they're making, you know, millions and millions of dollars. Everything's about money. Everything no, well, is yeah. about money. Well, it's about money and it's about, it's about mortality, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's because, true. you know, once you're clear... You, oh. you don't oh, clear have is that that's their thing. I would that's right. love to, to be, be clear. clear. Yeah, I've been paying a lot of money, and I'm not even close. millions to be clear. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what is clear? What, how do you know you're clear? Well, you got to tell them all your secrets. You go on these machines, and you hold these little special things, and you have to tell them all your secrets. And they'll tell you, they'll read the energy uh, that you're putting out, and they'll say, oh, you've got, you know, luckily, <laughs> you've got, I mean, good thing you're here. You have all these things going on the good and, thing you're here uh and also like we're gonna have to do like 40 more sessions so here's the price package we can give you and on top of it now we have all these secrets about you so we're gonna go oh, ahead yeah. and blackmail you oh, later yeah. right um, yep. but you just keep coming back and you tell us all your demons and we're gonna figure this out together so and they really exploit depressives Oh, do they really? Oh, depressives, oh. yeah. Who doesn't? What organization doesn't? Well, they got the depressives. You know, they're the ones who you see selling candles in airports. Oh, I, I yeah. Mean, I guess yeah. not anymore, but that used to be it. Maybe now on the streets. But, you know, they're basically, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're raising money for them. But they're obviously living far below the poverty level. And that's why the Church of Scientology is bitterly opposed to antidepressant medication. Oh, it's because they can't run them then. They can't yeah. control them. I mean, seriously, yeah. how, how yep. crass is that? That's so bleak. One of my favorite stories of all time about that whole deal was because didn't they used to say, come on in for your, evalu oh, your sure. clear evaluation or whatever yeah. it was called? Well, Craig Schumacher, you remember Shoe Bob? Well, of course. He went in just like, he had no interest in joining. He just wanted to go and see what it was all about, mm. right? They threw him out because they would say a word, and you, it was your job, and they would tell you ahead of time, I'm going to say a word, and you cannot react to this word. You can't be happy. You can't be angry. You can't be sad. Just focus on the word I'm saying and not what the word means. They finally had to throw. They finally had to throw Schumacher out because he would not stop laughing because the guy sat there with a very serious... This actually happened, by the way. Yeah. Very serious look at his face. So I'm looking at Mike like this guy would be looking at you, Bob. And he kept going, fart, fart. And apparently Shoe Bob just laughed his ass off. They finally said, this is just not going to work for you. You're going to have to leave. Jeez. Who that, the hell wouldn't laugh at the word well, fart? I was going to say that eliminates all our listeners. Yeah, well, right? exactly. <laughs> You're all out now. You'll never make it. I mean, the morning show lived on farts. Let's face That's it. That's true. What, um, so is there, is there a big presence of them in Minnesota now? I don't even know. There used to be, but I don't think We've there got, is They've anymore. got a beautiful building in oh, downtown St. Paul. St. Paul, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm -hmm. Is that, so they put up the celebrities there? Yeah, the big time, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They must be really prevalent, but you just don't hear about it very often here no, in not Minnesota. At all. Probably California is where they're strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where they're based, isn't mm -hmm. it? I and, think. and that's where they have like the luxury hotel. Oh, do they really? So that if you're a celebrity and you're into Scientology, you get to stay there for free. Oh, okay. And they wait on you and all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of it is built around celebrities. Well, because, you know, that's marketing. The only thing I have against Giovanni Rabisi, I love him, other than the fact that he's in the ball and that crap. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he got talked into that one, but I do like him as an actor. He was just in um, uh, After Waco. He was really good. He was one of the attorneys in that. Hell of an actor. <laughs> Hell of an actor, I think. But um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't need, look, if they're, if they're, if God wants to reach out to me, God will reach out to me. Don't you think? I don't have to go through any religion, any of that mm -hmm. stuff. If there is a God, and I hope there is, obviously, greater good would be nice. Sure. So if you want to reach out, good. And if you don't want to reach out, I'll, I'll get to you later. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not waiting by the phone, but. No. You think God would call you? Girlfriend. <laughs> collect. Yeah, calling God. <laughs> I got a collect call from heaven and call right in. 
No, we all hope, I, I, you know, the people, some people get very upset because they're so anti-religion. I'm not pro or anti-religion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, whatever works out, works no. out. I hope everybody's happy, right? Religion's like a lot of, almost anything, you know. You, you can use it for good, you can use it for evil. No doubt about that. So a, a lot. lot of people are doing both. A lot of them lend to that evil side. They lean e- evil, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into that. But, well, it's a control issue. But yeah, it's it's a lot of it is that, and a lot of yeah. a lot of it is about people who just feel like they they can't control themselves unless they have this sort of guardrail. Oh, isn't that so true? I have a guardrail named Catherine. Works yeah, perfectly. Well, exactly. Works beautifully for me is all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen. She's your Scientology, and you've paid also for that. Yes, that's as, exactly As right. my husband has also paid for his <laughs> guardrail as well. Just how it has to be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not cheap. We're that's not cheap. That's all I'm telling you. Well, no, that's probably true. <laughs> i got to check the weather here very quickly because it's yes, looking sir. really good. Hazy sunshine, brighter skies later this afternoon as the thickest smoke pushes through the metro, thank God, mm-hmm. to get out. Can't breathe out there. My eyes burned so bad yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I, I walked outside and I started coughing. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's going to be 80 today, partly cloudy tomorrow, or tonight, excuse me, partly cloudy tonight with a low of 54. Then tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 83. On Saturday, partial sun, maybe a few afternoon thunderstorms passing through, though, a high of 86. It is 64 and sunny right now, as a matter of fact. We shall take a break. My God, this show blew by quickly today. Man, must mean it's not horse shit. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Is it an indicator? It's not horse poop. That's our only promise. Works for me. We'll be right back right up to this. I'm just now at the end of my 60-day weight loss program with mnfatloss.com. I've lost over 25 pounds. I do feel fantastic. And I really do. I'm sleeping a lot better and a whole deal. And that's a big deal to me. Getting around is a lot easier, too. My clothes fit better. There just really isn't a downside to losing the weight, you know. Now I'll be going into the maintenance phase of the MN Fat Loss program for a while. Adding in a few more food choices to the mix. I love the program so much that I'm planning to go back to the weight loss program with the goal of losing another 25, maybe even 30 pounds. I haven't decided yet. Mm. You'll absolutely be able to lose weight like I've done and still enjoy the foods you love this summer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I did. That's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell them the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. God, it's 948 already. Unbelievable. 12 minutes till 10 o'clock. Um, i got to run this by you guys, and particularly... I, I guess, I don't know what the hell this is all about, but it's about a comedy club, so uh, we'll take, get Rudy's take on this whole situation. Jocelyn Chia. Do you know Jocelyn Chia? I don't. I don't either. Never heard of her. Jocelyn Chia said it is ridiculous for Malaysian police to get Interpol involved in their investigation of a joke she made about missing flight MH370. The American comedian tells the BBC that she joked about the flight in a New York City comedy club, and a clip posted on social media was out of context. Americans can appreciate humor that is harsher, edgier, and more in your face as compared to Asia, where the stand-up comedy scene is still in its early days. In other words, there is no comedy scene <laughs> yeah, right? in Asia. That's what they're saying there, I would, I would think. Huh. Uh, you won't find a lot of edgy comedy in Asia. She says she wishes she could have seen the face of the Interpol officer who received this request, contradicting claims made by Malaysian police that it has not received a request for assistance. But this story never gets to the where. where what's the point? Yeah. Hmm. Malaysian Airlines is going to miss not 
going missing not funny, huh? Some jokes don't land. Video of the joke was posted. Well, what's the joke, for Christ's How sake? Was the yeah. joke? That's, that's actually kind of funny. She's talking, oh, about, she's talking about a plane that never uh, reached its destination, and then she says some jokes don't land. That's actually kind of funny. Well, it's all right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's good. I <laughs> so, like it. I'm not mad at it. I, I did once see a, 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 an Indian comic. You know, from India. From India. Yeah. Comic. And it, it, is, it is a little rough. It's like, you know, joke doesn't land. And he says, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I probably should not have said that. You know, they're very polite people. Yeah, well, that's true. And I don't know that that would work uh, on a stage. The owner of the Comedy Cellar, where Chia was performing at the time, made a similar observation in the New York Times. You can get away with saying stuff that's kind of outrageous. You can't put that same moment into a small screen. You're watching over morning coffee. Do you think that's true? So something in a comedy club as opposed to something on small screen TV What's the difference? Well, you know, like she said, it was probably taken a little bit out of context, which does yeah. I, does happen. Yeah. Not a lot, but it definitely does happen. But I, don't, I feel like with comedy, we need to treat it like it's capitalism. Like, as a business owner, you put out the product, and we, the consumer, will either kill it or we will, we will accept it, and then we will buy it. Whereas a comedian, you're allowed to throw out any joke that you want, and we, the consumer, will tell you if it's funny or not. Well, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but 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 Rudy, the, the tough part there, I think, from you know, I'm not a comic, but the tough part, from, from what I've observed, is that you might you might tell a joke, and uh, you know you might be you might be playing a, you know, let's say you're let's say you're at uh, Acme, you might tell a joke, and it'll just totally bomb. Yes. But the next day, you might tell the same joke to a different crowd, and they might just eat it up. Yeah, so when I do an hour, I have an hour that I use for Minneapolis, and then I have one that I use for Mankato. And they are completely different because there are times you can get away with a lot of – you can get away with so much more in small towns in Minnesota than you can – man, because just like we're so woke in the city. You just You you can't make jokes about this. And even if you make a mention of it, you are totally – you know, uh, you lose the crowd because they don't want to hear it, even if you're on their side. Yeah. You still. I made a joke one time after the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, and it was during that time when the Washington Redskins you know, were changing their name to the the what are they the, Command- Guardi- Commanders, the Commanders? Yeah. yeah. And I said, listen, if you're going to be one of those teams that still uses a, an Indian name and you refuse to change it, if you lose the Super Bowl, you should be forced to give up your stadium. I mean, listen, if you're going to be if you're going to use like an Indian name, you got to go along with the same things, man. Like they had to give up their land to the white man. So if you lose the Super Bowl, you got to give up your stadium. And I was siding with people that want there to be a name change with some of these teams. And a woman lost her mind. (laughs) How dare you that you are supposed to be better than that. You're a racist. I was like. Lady, I think we're on the same side here. I'm saying that yeah. people should change those also, names. Yeah, yes. like I'm making fun of the what? whole thing. What was she yeah. upset about? I don't get it. I don't get it. Why she it was, was ang- just a topic that obviously she felt passionate about. And I think any mention of it, yeah. she would just assume mm. negativity. Yeah. But, but, but Rudy, the thing is that I've certainly observed at, at Acme and, and other places is that the crowd, they're just totally apolitical. You know, you don't have a lot of people with with strong political feelings going into, going to place like Acme. You know, they. I mean, that's why those political jokes, what whatever they are, just they don't land because these really? people because they're just not into politics. They're, you know, I mean, that's that's my observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I don't. That's strange, though. It is. It's gotten much better over the last couple of years. And I don't do politics, anyways. But there's a couple of like Robert Burrell. Very political sure. comic from Minneapolis. Right. And, man, there are some nights he goes out and destroys. Mm-hmm. And then there are some nights he gets up on stage and he's like, I, I should have never just, I should have just stayed home tonight because really? you guys are obviously not into this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Why do you think it is that some people let politics just be the biggest weight in their life, that everything's based on their political views? Why would you want to live your life like that? I feel like it's you have nothing else going on. Yeah, probably. You, you know, it's got to be. It's like the same people who let the the loss of a a twin a twins game. They lose game number eighty three on the year, and they're just ruined for the rest of the day. I'm like, who cares? All right, man? don't yeah. talk to me I was anymore. Say. You're out of the mix. Well, Forget it. Yeah. That, that you know that could be the death knell of comedy because 
country is so polarized. Yes, and absolutely. so so it's people from from each side, from every side, who are who are totally dominated by their uh, political Weltanschauung and mm-hmm. based on hatred more than anything. Well, else. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. hatred Just is so much more powerful absolutely. than love. Absolutely, it's so it's just depressing. First of all. Uh, you're a moron, so you don't know what you're talking about. Calm down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people. Yeah. Uh, it's just relax. It doesn't affect you anywhere near as much as you think it does. And once again, um, you can be Republican, you can be Democrat. It's not about that. It's about money. All that matters is money to the world now. Isn't that disgusting? So you're saying it's money and not money. That's exactly. <laughs> well, to, not any longer. I wanted to bring us back. Yes. We're bring you back to throwing paint on a Monet this <laughs> morning. I like that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, I, I don't know about beautiful there. there. It's Gorgeous. a little over the top. But. I mean, as, as a leftist myself, I've always felt like, like right-wing comedians, they're in, I just think it's, it's almost impossible because comedy is based on, at least the stuff I like, is basically based on a, on a hatred of authority. It's like, yeah, the, that's like true. you know, the Marx yeah, Brothers, a great example. Great example. But, yep. I, but I feel like deep down most people, not uh, maybe it's fewer every day, but most people have some sort of grudge against authority. Yeah, I think that's probably sure. true. And so, so if, you, if your comedy is based on a love of authority, God, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, but I think the best joke I've ever told is about an alcoholic radio manager. Yeah. I'm just leaving right there. <laughs> oh, that caught on quickly with Mikey, oh, didn't it? Oh, yeah, well. But, see, you know, you got about 20 to choose from. So. Sure. Right? Oh, right. Which, well, I know, yeah. even me, I was like. Yeah, but I just chose one. <laughs> yes, you did, and I saw it in your eyes. There's no question about it. Yeah, I, I just, the whole thing now is just calm down. As I said, Mike. I talked about how happy it was to be with my wife, to be with our children. You and I talked about grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I love it. We had a great time. Uh, I met wonderful people, went over to Hubbard yesterday, could not have been treated better. My life doesn't suck anywhere near as much as most Republicans and Democrats. Their lives just suck. Why do you want to put up with that? Well, right? yeah, it's people, people, I mean, a nerve... For good reasons, but a, a nerve has been touched there. And uh, part of it is it's not so much, in my, in my opinion, what you're saying I, I totally agree with, but the problem isn't so much that people have chosen to, to believe this. It's just the problem is that, you know, there's, there's this warning signal going off in their brain. And part of that is just because there are things going on that shouldn't be going on. And the other part of that is we've been taught across the, around the world, not just in America, but we've been taught that we're a lot smarter than we really are. And that was a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was walking out of my niece's dance recital the other day, and I heard a dad say to his daughter, you are the best one up there. Yeah. And I was like, you're, you're creating, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. You're creating yep. a but terrible honestly, adult. honestly, I was at yep. that too. In his defense, she was she the was best, best one, one up there. She was the best one up there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I didn't disagree with him. I'm just saying, don't tell her. Yeah, well. well Your niece needs to step it up is yeah. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I used to coach t-ball. Yes, I remember and that. And I loved coaching t-ball. Mm-hmm. It was so much more fun than when they get older. Yeah. And everything is real serious. It's real serious, yes. Yeah, no, yep. T-ball's the best. I would coach T-ball every day if I could. That's, I wish life were T-ball. I know, That's what I, I know. It's, it's, I just, you know, because I just wanted my kids to stay at six years old so I could keep doing it. But the thing is, like, parents, parents would, uh, you know, their kid would, like, strike out, you know. It's hard to do in T-ball. It is yeah. hard to do in now, T-ball. Now, not mm-hmm. impossible. Nobody yeah. strikes out anymore in T-ball. No, they don't. They That's used right. to, but now, yep. now it doesn't matter. Right. You know, yep. now, now the umpire just, if there's an umpire or a parent, whatever, yeah. just sort of, you know, when the kid's not looking, knocks the ball off the tee so they can run. But, but like, you know, so, they, so they're, they're, just, they're just not hitting the ball. And, and, you know, the parents would applaud. Nice swing, Jimmy. And I'd have to go over to the parent, and I'd say, Look, um, let's leave some room for improvement here, okay? <laughs> Areas of opportunity Because that's the whole, the whole point of this, really, is that if they keep trying, they get better. That's the lesson in life they're learning. If you keep yeah. trying, yeah. yes. So oh. let's save the applause for when they hit the ball. That'd be good. Yeah. I like that. Oh, all you care about is winning. Uh, no, no, we're not even keeping score. Sorry. 
I've got a lot of money on this game, okay? Yeah. Come on. Uh, here's a good way to close it. This is exactly what we're talking about. I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal right now, the front page. Just jumped on here. Great newspaper. Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 34,242. It's up 0.77%, almost 1%. Because of inflation, Right, not inflation is you are, cooling down. Well, now here's the problem. Mm -hmm. That was my takeaway. Yeah. Right below that in the Wall Street Journal is the headline: Powell's phrasing suggests July rate increase is likely. If the Dow Jones is up to thirty-four thousand two hundred sixty or two hundred forty-six, why do we need a rate increase? He's saying that just after they didn't raise the rate. That's correct. Unless they did, did they raise them last night late or something? I don't think so. I don't see anything on here about that. But why is it that the Dow Jones average is the highest it's ever been, or at least 34,269 is about, that's, that's the highest it's ever been, isn't it? It's right up there. It's, if it's not, mm. it's right up there. And right under that, Powell's phrasing suggests July rate increases likely. What's really going on here then? That's my question. I don't know. Something's understand. going on because that makes no sense, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, when I when I worked for the Wall Street Journal, people would come up to me and they'd say, "Well, uh, you know, what's uh, what's going on with the market, uh, you know, today?" And I'd say, "Well, um, gosh, I don't know." Uh, they'd say, "Well, uh, you know, what about uh, Pillsbury stock? Is that going to go up?" And I'd say, "Well, you know, I was I was taught this by my 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 mentors at at the newspaper. I'd say I'd say, well." <clears throat> You know, the market has a mind of its own. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I love that. The market has a mind of its own. It's like when people would ask me at the track, well, who do you like in the Derby? Now, I never knew who was running in the Derby. I don't care about the Derby. Right, Because right. for me, horse racing is about gambling. It's not a sport. If it's a sport, it's the worst sport in the world. <laughs> and, and they'd say, well, who do you like in the Derby? And I'd say... Gosh, I just don't think we can beat the favorite this year. That's it. Yeah. No idea who the favorite was. I have no clue. But they'd, they'd, they'd say, yeah, no, there's a wise man. Well, let me deliver the final uh, report on the weather here based on uh, what it says in the Wall Street Journal this morning. It's beautiful outside, but don't expect it to last. <laughs> yeah. May well, as well just start doing the weather like that, too. I told my kids that when they were born. <laughs> yes. right. All right, that's it. That's, that's the show one. right there. Talk to you tomorrow.